My name is Christian. And I'm Rob. And this is Faith 168. There are 168 hours in every week. And in those 168 hours, we need Jesus to make it through. So join us every week as we share devotions, talk about standing boldly in the Word of God, and answer tough questions submitted by you, our listeners. Welcome Welcome to to Faith 168. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this, we are so glad that you have joined us here at Faith 168. And I've got to tell you tonight, as we are recording, because it is night where we're at, so good evening, I guess, for us. I am extremely tired. If you've noticed the title of this, it's Faith in Football. And when I was a younger man, I loved the game of football It was a great passion of mine. It was a great passion of Rob's. And we thought it was this awesome idea to have a football camp. And do not get me wrong. It is an awesome idea. It's a great idea. We definitely are not leading in it. We chosen some younger people to lead in it. But for some reason, Rob and I are gluttons for punishment because we are getting out and trying to play football with all of these kids, especially one of the guys that's sitting beside us tonight, one of our guest speakers that I'll let Rob introduce you to. But it is not as easy as it used to be to run around and catch a football. But we're having a fun time. And I'm so glad to be back here on the Faith 168 podcast. I'm so glad to be back here with Brother Rob. And tonight, it's a little bit different. We're actually all in person. Brother Rob's not in some other room across the country. He's in the same room with me tonight, as well as our guest speaker. But Brother Rob, it's always a pleasure to have you in my household. Uh, So go ahead, introduce yourself and the speaker. Absolutely. It's good to be with you guys tonight. It's a, a pleasure to be here, be here with you, be here with the uh, the youth at camp tonight. Uh, it's been a crazy summer once again. I said that last week, but I just want to second in and hone in on that for a second. It's been a, a crazy summer, but it's been a good summer, and it's been it's good to be back uh, here at, at Hillcrest to be back with with the youth, uh, to be back with one of the youth that we've been here with for seven seven years now, yeah. and I, I remember. Uh, Brother Terry, probably uh, more than anybody else. Uh, we have uh, had a, a pretty cool connection since the beginning. And so it's it's good to be in the room with you and talking to you. And it was awesome to, to see you. It used to be a lot smaller. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was, now so, he's a giant. <laughs> so the, the little kid that was playing center tonight, that's how I remember you when I <laughs> when I first met you, and now you're taller than I am, stronger than I am. But <laughs> but, but anyways, it it, it was awesome to, to to see you uh, doing God's work tonight and, and sharing a devotion with with the students. So and so, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to to break down your devotion, and so I'm just going to let you introduce yourself and then start that devotion for us, and we'll break it down, brother. Uh, hi guys, my name is Terry Jansen. I've been going to Hillcrest Baptist Camp for about <clears throat> seven years now. And uh, this year I'm actually leading the football camp here and I'm leaving to go play football at a Christian university um, in a little bit northern Illinois. So, but what I, uh, what I want to talk to you guys tonight about is actually the lesson that I told the kids tonight. 
And um, I just told them about how God's got your back uh, all the time. And uh, the verse we actually read was uh, Isaiah 41.10. It says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And we go on to say, I've got your back. That's a saying we as athletes use often. We use it to describe our relationship with our teammates or players. It means we're in this together. It means that no one is alone. If something happens, we'll be there to help each other out. This phrase also means that we are not alone. Our teammates have our back. They're there to help us out, help us up off the ground, encourage us, teach us, work with us. But what happens when they're not there? The truth is, the most well-meaning, kind-hearted teammate we have can't be there for us in every situation in life. There are times when no one is there to have our back. Times when, times where we are on our own. Times when we have to pick your, ourselves up off the ground. While it's true that there may be times when we have no physical person around to help, God is always there to help. We can see that in the scripture that we read. The entire verse's purpose is to say that God is there for you. He shows how he is going to have your back in four different ways, and this is what we're going to be discussing. And the first way is in that verse he says, I am with you. Yeah, so so I'll pick up here. Uh, God is, is always with us, and I, I think to... Uh, to Matthew chapter 28, Jesus gives us the um, the great commission to go and to make disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching everything that we have been taught. But then he says, and, and lo, I'm with you, uh, even to the end of the age. And so this isn't just an Old Testament promise. This is a, uh, a New Testament promise as well. And uh, the promise is, is, is clearly, if you are one of God's children, uh, he will always be with you. And I felt this uh, personally, as part of my testimony, uh, as part of my testimony, I have uh, been in a situation, um, in particular in my teenage years, where um, where I felt like there was no way that God could still love me. I, I had abandoned Him in ways that I uh, just thought that He couldn't love me through. I had done things that I promised Him and myself that I wouldn't do. Uh, yet, right after one of the worst decisions of my life. Uh, as I was driving home in my car, um, I felt his presence uh, physically. I heard his voice almost audibly uh, as he told me that he was uh, still my father and I was still his child and that he loved me. Uh, and it was kind of like that prodigal son moment where uh, the father greets uh, the son with a, a hug and a, and a kiss and, and welcome, welcomes him in and uh, lets the, the son know that, that he is uh, there for uh, there for him. And I, I felt that. And so not only is it a biblical promise, but to me, it's a personal promise that I have felt mm-hmm. through my life. What about you, Brother Christian? Yeah, I, I think this is an important thing to understand, especially as a teenager. So many times do we get this understanding that the most important thing we need to focus on, the only way we're going to get through this world is to rely on family, to rely on friends, even to rely maybe on a pastor or someone even leading a camp. But what Terry was talking to these students about, and as he was just saying here just a moment ago, is that there are going to be times where the people you expect to have your back simply just don't. Sometimes your friends are going to fail you. Sometimes your family is going to fail you. 
But we have this promise we see right here in Scripture that, that God is sharing, not just with the people during this time in the Old Testament, but I believe Scripture is also for us to understand the character of God. Yeah. And the character of God is that if you belong to him, you're a part of his family, you are his child, True. is that you have the same promise to hear, I am with you. I have your back. I'm watching over you. And even when the world comes against you, we see that in Romans chapter 8. Uh, if God is for us, who can come against us? Right. And we have this promise from God that I am with you, even when the world fails you, even when your friends fail you, even when your family fails you. And we see this reiterated through Scripture quite often, that we can come to God with anything and he's going to be there. We talked about Philippians chapter four, not too long ago about finding contentment and finding peace in the middle of trials. But I read a passage concerning that out of first Peter chapter five in verse six, it says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you at the proper time casting all your cares on him because he cares for you. And that's a part of that promise, I believe, that is extended. When I am with you, he's not with you because he feels like he's obligated to. He's with you because he loves you and he cares for you and he wants to hear your problems. So when you feel like you can't even talk to anybody, not only is God there with you, He's willing and able and, and really wants to listen to you. So it's important to understand that when the world fails you, God will not. When the world rejects you and is not there for you, he says, I am with you and I care for you. Cast your burdens, cast your anxieties, cast your fears on me. And so that's a very good first point. I am with you. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I have to say about that is uh, really I'm going to be, you know, holding this one. This one really stood out. This point really stood out to me because I'm going to be using this as I'm about to leave for college. And I'm basically leaving everybody that I've ever known. You know, I'm going to be starting out new with no, no, not really any friends. You know, I'm sure I'll make some. But when I first get there, I'm going to know nobody. But I'm still going to have the best friend that you can have, yeah. you know. Sure. So, oh, and uh, the next point that I want to get into that I said is he says in that verse, I will strengthen you. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the the verses that, that popped out in my mind, and I, I, I use this a lot. And um, so I'm, I'm sure I've said it on here, but Psalm chapter 23 is just one of my favorite verse uh, passages of scripture. Uh, but I look at verse 5, of, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. So one thing about preparing a table, uh, and so we, we see it throughout Scripture, but I know it in my life as well. And I actually just preached about it on Sunday. Um, if you, uh, if, if Terry and I were going to fight, he would win. <laughs> I was going to ask, Brother Christian, who do you think would win? <laughs> Hands down, <laughs> Terry would win. Now let me ask it this way. If if I just ate a healthy, balanced meal that is going to fuel my body, and Terry hadn't eaten 
in in forty days. Out of ten, out of ten fights, I'm gonna win maybe five of them. It's still gonna be difficult. It's still gonna be difficult. You're getting a better chance, but we're getting a better chance. And so, what what he's saying here is that he is gonna provide us with that strength that we need. And and that notice, that's not physical strength. That that's spiritual strength. You know how many times, brother Christian, how many times do you just want to throw in the towel and and, and just do away with all this and find some other profession. Yeah, it happens <laughs> more often than not, I think, sometimes. Right. Yeah. But he always gives you the strength to go back into it mm-hmm. as you go into his word and you spend time with him. And that that's the beauty of this promise is that if we spend time with him, he's going to prepare a table for us even in the presence of our enemies. And mm-hmm. so even when our enemies are surrounding us, we get to eat well right. because God's going to fight our battles. Mm-hmm. He is our strength. Uh, and mm-hmm. so we get to we get to to see this promise come true. When we want to give up, we don't have to because Christ is going to fight our battles for us. And so, not only does He give you strength, not only does He give me strength, He is my strength. And so that that is a a beautiful point. And I thank you for bringing that up, Brother Christian. Yeah, I think that goes along back to what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago about contentment. Yeah. That in fact. Honestly, we could almost take Philippians chapter four and apply it to most of yeah. the scripture and yeah. how God takes care of us, how he provides for us. And he gave physical strength to Paul many times, yeah. but what he also gave was a spiritual strength. And that's where we find ourselves in Philippians four thirteen. After all of this is said and done, whether I have a lot, whether I have a little, whether people are trying to kill me, whether I have the energy or not. God has given me contentment. I can find, or I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what Philippians 4.13 says. And so when I read this promise right here that Terry was talking about, I will strengthen you. It's not just a, a understanding that he's going to help us carry on in a physical sense. And I do think that sometimes it is a physical sense. Yeah, I don't absolutely. think that God is against blessing us physically. Right. But I think most of his words really hold more of an understanding in the spiritual sense. It's it's a very tough world, especially as we live in a culture that is pushing against Christianity. It's hard to live 168 hours a week for Christ because somewhere in that 168 hours, the enemy is attacking you. And a lot of times that is through people like family or even church members that you sit down with uh, other people that you sit down with. Sometimes it's simply walking out onto that football field. It used to hurt me so much. Let me tell you, the first time I walked out onto that field and a kid outran me at something and I fell on my face, I laid down and all the kids were laughing and I was trying so hard to smile. This was several years ago. Now I'm, I'm older now. It still hurts but I got over it. It hurts more physically now than it hurts my pride, than it hurts my spirit. But the enemy really hit me on that. That as I get older, my body starts to fall apart and I don't look at this thing. I will strengthen you or I, uh, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength as a physical thing anymore. I really understand the spiritual connotation to it. And so this promise, I will strengthen you is, I will help you carry on. 
I'm going to give you the means necessary not to throw in the towel. The world is going to expect you to throw in the towel. The world is going to try and get you to throw in the towel. But because your mind, not only am I with you, that's a great promise. It's good just to have company. It's good to have backup in that sense. But he's saying, not only am I with you, but when you start to falter, I'm going to give you the strength that you need to carry on. What do you got about that, Terry? Well, once again, uh, I'm just going to kind of give a testimony of how I actually, like when I read this verse, it stood out to me because I used this actually uh, before camp. You know, I was a little nervous about talking in front of the kids, you know, and <clears throat> actually, you know, giving a lesson and being the leader of an entire camp. You know, as my first time, I'm only 18. I've never done that. And I have, you know, grown adults that are asking me, you know, what's your call? What do you want to do? So I was a little nervous coming into it. But, you know, like, you know, the scripture says, it's always true. The scripture says, I will strengthen you. And he did. And uh, it's been really great so far. So, but uh, the next point, the third point that I wanted to get into in that verse is he said, uh, I will help you. So, Brother Robert, what do you guys say about that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think of uh, the verse, um, um, the Lord is a, a strong tower, the righteous run into it, and they are, they are saved. That, um, you know, Psalms 121, verses 1 and 2, I lift my eyes to the mountain. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. If we've got somebody helping us, uh, who better to help us? Uh, than the one who created us, the mm -hmm. one who created everything we see, taste, touch, smell, experience, the one who uh, created the things that we can't even see. I don't know if you've guys seen the, the new pictures from the NASA's new telescopes and mm -hmm. just of those deep spaces and what it's supposed to be. If you hold a pencil up in the air at about arm's length, that picture comes from like the, the point of that pencil in the sky. I mean, that, that's how small of an area it is but thousands of galaxies mm -hmm. in that one little spot. And, and we see the glory and the beauty of God and, uh, and, and his goodness and his grace just in creation. And where better to, to trust and uh, who better to rely on for help when we need it. Uh, and, and man, I, I can't tell you the times where I've needed help. Um, and the Holy Spirit shows up and, and, and helps me. It's just, um, mm -hmm. it's just amazing to, to know that, um, that he does strengthen me, that, mm -hmm. that he is with me. Um, but I can't even begin to mm -hmm. express the amount of help because I need help every day. I, I need, I need help in, in understanding scripture yeah. as I read it. And he's my God and he helps me understand it. I, I need help, um, in my spiritual walk. I need help overcoming temptation and sin. If, if it wasn't for the help of the Holy spirit, I would be, I would be lost and dying and, and doing God knows what God knows where, mm -hmm. right? But because, uh, and I'm not saying I'm perfect because by no means am I perfect, but because of the help that the Holy Spirit gives me, I am able um, to, to live a better life. Mm -hmm. Now that's not the purpose of Christianity, but it is one of the benefits uh, mm -hmm. of knowing Jesus. It's a fruit. Mm -hmm. uh, and because of that, um, it's, it's not the tree that produces the fruit. So I'm the righteous tree, Isaiah says, um, but I don't produce the fruit. It's the mm -hmm. vine that attaches yeah. to me that produces the fruit, and that's Jesus. And that's that's where my help comes from, is from, from Jesus, Brother Christian. Yeah, and really the first few songs that you read, uh, David 
really presents God as this helper, this refuge for the helpless. And it can seem somewhat redundant to go from, I will strengthen you to, I will help you because we think of being helped out. You're, You're giving me strength, but there is a difference in this. When God gives us strength, he's giving us strength to carry on, to carry out the mission. But even if you have all of the fuel and all of the strength in the world, there are, uh, there are still things that are going to be outside of your grasp. You know, just like you can buy the biggest truck with the biggest engine, but there's going to be something that that truck, no matter what you put on it, will not be able to haul. And so even when we get that extra strength, even when we get that drive to carry on, there's a difference between I will give you strength and I will help you. This is a this is kind of like God saying, not only am I going to give you strength, but I'm going to go beyond that. Even when your strength is failing or even if you give up, I'm going to help you. Do you remember that time that the prophet Elijah just defeated in, in the book of Kings, the, the prophets of Baal. He was standing on this mountain of victory and he gets a threat. He just slew hundreds of prophets. One woman. And one lady says, I'm going to kill you just like these prophets. Now she had some weight. She was technically the queen. Uh, she was married to Ahab, the king of Israel at the time. But still, He just took on hundreds of people in one, but he didn't have drive to carry on after that. So God would have provided the strength for him. He could have accepted that, but sometimes we kind of push that aside. But we see that he runs out into the wilderness. He's running away from the situation. He's running away from God's call, and he cries out to God and says, kill me. And instead of God killing him, instead of you know, granting his request, he helps him. He sends him food. He sends him water. And he also gives him strength to carry on after this. He continues to help him. But we see a weak, downtrodden Elijah at that time. He wasn't willing to accept strength, but what did God do? He helped him. And so even when we give up on strength, even when we lose our vitality, or even when our strength is beginning to fail us in a situation, God provides more. What do you got, Brother Terry? Well, really, I just think of all the different ways God has helped people that you can see in the scripture, whether it be uh, physically. I mean, something as simple as, you know, no way Daniel's getting out of the lion den alive without help from God, you know, and, you know, or... uh, helping King Solomon by giving him lots of wisdom, you know, saying, whatever you want, I will give it to you. And to give, and, you know, giving him what he wanted that helped him a lot, you know, and just thinking, and sometimes it's as simple as, you know, like helping us by teaching us a lesson through tough love, like Jonah with the plant and the worm, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes obviously, you know, that's not the kind of help we like to think about, but it's sometimes it's the help that helps us the most. Yeah. You know, and uh, and I mean, obviously, the biggest one is he helped everybody by, you know, sending the son to die on the cross and right. raise mm-hmm. again for us. But that's just what I think about is all the different ways. I mean, it's unfathomable how many ways he's helped just me, you know, and just to think that he's doing that for everybody 
every believer on the planet Mm -hmm. all the time is just unfathomable to just how much he helps people, you know, in general, in so many different ways. But the last point that I wanted uh, that I got into with the kids is uh, he says in that verse, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Yeah, absolutely. This is one of my favorite, um, favorite things about the Old Testament is each, each scripture passage you read from the Old Testament is pointing to Jesus. When Jesus uh, talks to the the guys on the road to Emmaus, uh, he shows them how everything in the Old Testament points to him, that that it's all about him. Um, And then we know that everything after that point that is written down that we have as scripture now is all about him. And we like to make it about us. We like to have this egocentric gospel where God came down to save me and mm-hmm. uh, he loves me. Well, that, those things are true, uh, but he loves me for his sake. He mm-hmm. saved me for his sake, for his glory, that to show forth his love, to show his attributes, uh, because he made me and he loves me. Um, but but the focus is on him and, and, and not me. But the beauty of this right here is that righteous right hand. And so many times we look at the New Testament and we see that Jesus has gone to the right hand of the Father. Uh, and so many times we think of this as a, uh, a geographical location, that, that, that Jesus is sitting down at the right hand of the Father. But, but what I want us to think about for just a moment is not the geographical location of Jesus, but the position of Jesus. So, so the, the right hand of God is the right hand of God that, that brought the uh, Moses and the Israelites out of Egypt, that, that parted the waters uh, of the Red Sea, that, that saw the, the Israelites walk through on, on dry land, the one that uh, provided a, a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. He's the one that, um, that was able to tear down the Jericho walls by himself. He's the one that uh, was able to, to, tr- uh, to, to distort the minds of armies so that they would fight each other and not come against Israel. This right hand is is a position of power. So Jesus being at the right hand of God means he is the power of God. And so anything that God's ever done has gone through his right hand. That means it's gone through Jesus. We see that in John. We see that in Colossians. Uh, John 1, Colossians 1 and 2, we see that, that all things that were made were made by Jesus, made for Jesus, made uh, through Jesus, uh, that, that he is the power and uh of creation and so i I think brother christian i think you've got it pulled up you want to elaborate and and that's a thing we've got to understand jesus didn't just pop up in the new testament that's right he was in the beginning right right. and one thing we're going through with one of the youth groups i get to work with is the book of john john 1 1 says in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was gone and that shows us this understanding of who Jesus is. He was not merely a man. He was a man overall there, a hundred percent man. But we also see his identity truly is that he's a hundred percent God as well. And we see in Colossians chapter one, starting in verse 15, it says that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything was created by him in heaven 
and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. And so when we talk about we are upheld by the righteous right hand of God, we are upheld by Christ. Everything that was created was created by the power of Christ. It was created for Christ to have communion with, to enjoy, to have fellowship with. And ultimately, we also understand in this passage that it's sustained by him, that he keeps it rolling. I mean, there's so many things concerning this world. When we just look at the fact that we are, I know this freaks people out, but take a moment unless you're driving don't don't take this moment but take a moment if you're sitting down or when you get a chance to sit down close your eyes take in a couple deep breaths and focus on the center of you and what you start to feel at that point is you can feel this rotation and that's the earth spinning the earth is a spinning rock suspended in the middle of nothingness and there are so many things that can go wrong. And I don't mean this to scare anybody, but everything has to come together to keep this rock spinning, to keep it going for life to be sustained here in this world. Uh, there has to be, you know, uh, the gravity here. We, we have just enough gravity that we are firmly planted on the ground, but we're not crushed into it. Uh, the sun is far enough away that it provides heat and life here in this world, but it it doesn't burn us to a crisp. And there's so many interesting things about this world. And a lot of scientists look at all of these things and it kind of freaks them out because they're like, how does this keep going? How is this sustained? And I don't understand it completely, but I do understand one thing because scripture is the ultimate authority because it was breathed by God. It's the ultimate authority in my life. And if you're a believer, it should be the ultimate authority in your life. And so when I read that everything was created by Christ, for Christ, and sustained by him, I believe that the only reason this world is still going is because Christ is sustaining it. And so I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And there's that song, he has the whole world yeah. in his hands and he, and he's upholding us. He's taking care of us and not just in this physical sense, upholding the world, but he's upholding your world. What's going on in your life. He's helping you out. He's with you. He's giving you strength and he's upholding you for his glory. Yeah. I've got uh, something to, to add to that too. You know, we, we think of sustaining being, this physical thing. And that, that's absolutely true. And without Christ, um, you know, it, it's funny. We sing uh, about the second coming of Jesus, that the sun will forbear to shine. It, it'll, it, it'll stop. Um, that's because Christ will stop sustaining it. Mm-hmm. The, the moment that Christ doesn't want it to shine, it won't anymore. And, then, and the reason that we don't need a sun is because the sun is our sun. He's mm-hmm. the one that provides our life. He, he is the perfect light that has come into the world. John, uh, one, uh, first John one, but, uh, but besides that, we see that he is also our substance and our, and our sustaining grace. So spiritually, 
without Jesus, like I said before, I can't maintain my salvation. I, I couldn't save myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I sure can't sustain my salvation. Without his sustaining grace, I would split hell wide open. Yeah. Uh, but I need his sustaining grace just as much as I needed his grace in the beginning. Right. And, and so he sustains me not only physically, uh, not only mentally, as I want to go crazy sometimes, and he keeps me sane, but spiritually, I need him to sustain me every moment of every day because mm-hmm. I know just in my, my sinful flesh, as Paul says, I do the things I don't want to do mm-hmm. and I don't do the things that I want to do. Uh, what a wicked man I am. Uh, it's because of this flesh, right? And right. it's not us that sin anymore, but it's sin that sins in, in us. It's, it's the flesh. Uh, well, but, as he writes to the Romans, yeah. you know, sin is condemned to the flesh. And also he says that where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. Absolutely. And so so we are blessed to be sustained by God physically, mm-hmm. mentally, and, and spiritually. Brother Terry? Yeah, y'all y'all knocked that one out of the park, man. I'm not gonna lie. That was, <laughs> I just had to sit here and listen for a minute. I mean, all I can really say about that is, you know, he says he will uphold you, you know, and of course the scripture's always true, so I mean it feels pretty good to be held upheld by mm-hmm. the one that, you know, well his right hand saved the world. It feels pretty good to be upheld by that. Right. Absolutely. But uh so no matter what happens throughout whatever season you're in at school or at home, God has your back. I know that this verse I will be carrying with me as I go to college, you know, just every single part of this. And, you know, it, the scripture is a living thing. You know, it's, we, you know, he says for us to hide God's word in our heart, you know, so I will definitely, you know, be applying this to my life because it definitely does apply, even though it was written all the way, you know, way back when. So, you know, uh, he'll always be there to encourage you, pick you up, and strengthen you. So this week, go out into the world with confidence, knowing that the creator of all things loves you and is watching over you. And Brother Terry, I'm just so glad to have had this time yeah. uh, to share with you. I'm so glad we can have you as a guest on Faith 168. Uh, we look forward to hearing a lot of great things. You're doing a great job here, letting God help you through this time of leadership as you lead here at this football camp and teaching kids not only to play a game that you love, but to play it with a, a passion and also with a love for Christ. In right. it. You got any last words, Brother Rob? Yeah, I just, once again, like, like Chris said, thank you so much for uh, spending this time with us and our listeners, but also thank you for, uh, for your dedication to Christ and, and your willingness to, um, to use what he's given you, um, a, a talent for football, um, you know, the ability and the talent uh, for the glory of God here at camp. And I know you're going to take it with you. Yeah. So I just I just thank you for that. And uh, as we encourage our listeners, we encourage ourselves. We yeah. also encourage you. There's 168 hours in a week. Um, we can't make it through those without Christ. And yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, as you go off, I just remember that he is there all the yeah. time, that he's always there. Uh, to strengthen us, yeah. to help us, and we're always upheld by His righteous right hand. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you guys, y'all be on the watch out for Terry. I think God's going to do some special things in His yeah. life. I think He's going to do great at football. And I know some of y'all have never seen me before, but I am a pretty big fella. Uh, I, I know that. 
I know I'm not someone that you just knock over easily. And we have watched Terry grow up. Terry, for the longest time, has never been able to take me in the mud pit or anything like that. And I knew that as he has been growing, that there was going to be a day he was going to knock me on my butt. And they just happened to get video evidence of it at camp <laughs> this year, unfortunately. But he is, but he, he and I ran into each other full force, and it was the first time in a very long time that instead of running through someone or pushing them back, my feet came off the ground and I started going backwards, and I had no choice but to hit the ground. So be on the lookout for him. But brother, once more, I'm so glad to have have you here. I'm so glad that God has placed you in our lives. We've enjoyed watching you grow up, see the young man that you have become. And we know that God is going to take you to great places. Never uh, let the world get your head down. That's what the devil wants. But we're going to go ahead and end this. I just want to thank everyone for listening tonight, but we're going to end this. We're going to let Brother Terry close us in prayer. Alrighty. Uh, dear Father, thank you for letting us uh, be able to do this uh, tonight. And uh, I pray that this reaches the ears that need to hear it, Lord. And I pray that they, the ears that do need to hear it, hear it and hide it in their hearts and go out and be your disciples, Lord. And uh, thank you for letting me do this football camp and letting it go safely uh, so far. And I pray that you keep it safe and let us keep having a good time uh, throughout the rest of this week, Lord. And I pray that you uh, let me touch somebody's heart here at camp uh, this weekend-ish, uh, Lord. And uh, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us today. Every week has its trials and tribulations, and we want to encourage you to seek Christ during those times. We want to pray for you during those times. So look us up on Facebook by typing in Faith168 Podcast and send us a message. It can be a prayer request, or maybe you want us to answer a question that you've been contemplating. Just send us a message. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we will see you again in 168 hours.